Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Oh my goodness, Audrey. Even though it's that time of year, it's the end of the year, beginning of the new year. It's like that weird amalgam. I can't tell like what it is anymore. I just know that we've been rushing through the holidays and all of a sudden it's like the 2020 decade is on us. A decade is I know. Freaking gone. Isn't it weird? And it's, it's, I still remember the whole big deal of it just, you know, being why Y2K. <laughs> okay, Jonathan, listen, I don't know about you, but yeah. I'm getting younger every year. Um, me too. Yes, I, I like now, the way I totally am. <laughs> I say this all the time and I believe it. Wow. I, I, I wish that was the case. So call That's you like, how I feel. Call you Audrey Button or something like yeah. that? Yeah. Uh-huh. That's how I feel. I, well, I think that's an important way to feel that way. And that's cool because I – and I, I'm going to try to – that's going to be my New Year's resolution. Okay. I don't really make New Year's resolutions, but this okay. time I will. Okay. I want to adopt your attitude of feeling younger every year because okay. I think lately I've been finding myself like – and I try to be super positive, right? But no, sometimes fine. like it's, every year clicks by and you're kind of like, oh, man. But I want to be like, no, oh, man. I want to say, oh, man, with like a positive I know. That's how I feel. Like, I, right. okay. Tell me. 2020. Okay. A whole decade goes by. A new era. Right. Okay. It, you know, it's, I love these demarcations in time. Yeah. Just it's, sort of well, human beings need, human go, beings need yeah, demarcations, right? We need these demarcations. And so 2020, what does that mean? If you think about Pittsburgh, right, a decade went by after the housing bust because the housing bust was in the previous decade. Exactly. Think about That's that. Right. That was 2008. Think about nine. that. Right. And we're slowly coming back. But slowly we, is Pittsburgh coming back. Yeah, slowly, slowly. Though. But slowly. I like I like slowly sometimes because slowly means you do, stable. Because you're a provincial kind of guy. Provincial. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll take that. <laughs> I think. <laughs> and you're, the point is, is that yeah. in Pittsburgh, some people may drive around and look at Lawrenceville and look at the Strip and say. Look at Cranberry even. Oh, my gosh, it's busting out at the seams and housing prices are astronomical and et cetera. Look at all this growth and all these new restaurants. And, yes, so very true. Mm -hmm. I want those places to do well. I want us to have the array of restaurants that we have and the array of amenities that we have. Mm -hmm. But why isn't our population stable? Exactly. Right? Why is it? So the world has really changed. And the world has changed in terms of how people move. Do they move? How do they uproot themselves? And what they go after and what they look for. Exactly. And I believe that in the next decade, we're going to see more people that are going to be part of the gig economy. I think that's what's happening. And I think why? Because people want flexibility. I think that's a key driver for sure. I think it's – so it's like, you know how you just go out in the middle of the day and go for an 80-mile ride? In the middle of the day, yes. In the middle of the day? I wish, but sort of. And then come back? (laughs) Right. No one would ever stop you from doing that. Maybe that should be my New Year's resolution, more 80-mile rides in the middle of the day at work. Well, why not just go for a long ride in the middle of the day? I wouldn't care. Right, because you get your work done when you get your work done, so what's the big deal? I wouldn't care. You're not a slacker. Right. You're not someone that I should be worried about that you're – 
taking advantage. But Keep we're talking. in an like age. This. We're right. in an age where people want whole lives, and whole lives mean that they bleed a little work, they bleed a lot of home life, they mm-hmm. want to make sure that they have access to things. Right. They don't necessarily want a nine to five kind of click in and out. Where you have to go to an where office in a part of town, and be, right? Right. And some people may say, of my generation, they may say, how dare they? They should work their way up. And that's how you get to be a part of, of work and job. And, and, <laughs> climb and, you know, the ladder. Climb the ladder. No. <laughs> those days are, have been long gone. And they've been slowly whittling away. Mm-hmm. And now, where are we? We want people want to do many different things. Yeah, it's they want true. to contribute in many different ways. They want to be a part of a milieu of a milieu. Oh my goodness! Okay, this is of getting, opportunities. Right, right, right. It's true. So, how does that work into my company and into my work? And I am going to say that all of that is going to shake all of us up. And I think it's going to do it very quickly as well, too. Well, I think it's been happening. And I think if you look at the coast, people have been ide- yeah. have been adapting a little bit. Okay. But now here in the heartland. It's starting to trickle inward It's starting now. to trickle in. And people are saying, okay, if I'm going to live in a place like this and I'm going to work in a place like this and I'm going to raise a family or I'm not going to raise a family but I'm going to have a life here, here are the things that really matter to me. Okay. And what matters to me is the company, what the leadership stands for. And what kind of impact I have. Definitely. And what else matters to me is how the rest of my life is. What kinds of things am I working on and experiencing in the rest of my life? And it's about experience. Mm -hmm. And those experiences tend to be what makes a whole life. Whereas you and I may have said, okay, we get it. We got to put up with the grind for a while and work some crazy hours and 14-hour days and do X, Y, and Z. It's not the case. It's not the case, and that's not a bad thing. I it's just different, and we need to adjust applaud. to it. Yeah. I actually applaud okay. when people are saying, I like flexibility, and here's what I look, look for in terms of flexibility. I like that because I feel like we've been stagnant. It's, and the work, of, the work of the last two decades, while we've seen innovation change at the most rapid rate probably in the history of humankind – and the amount of new companies that are billion-dollar companies that we never even heard their name a decade ago exactly. are now part of the fabric of our day-to-day right. lives. Well, that makes me wonder in the next 10 years, like, there's going to be some companies that we have no idea about right now that are going to be probably ruling the roost, Absolutely. for lack of a better totally. term. And that has, totally me, has me really intrigued to wonder, like, what exactly is that going to be? What's right, it going to be around? What will disrupt? companies yeah. are going to be disrupting work. They're going to be disrupting. So if you think that... You can work remotely. I mean, I always have a vision of holograms. You know, that's one of my things. <laughs> you have talked a lot I've about holograms. About holograms. <laughs> right. I want a hologram that I can be over in Scotland. You, you and... actually really need a hologram right yeah. now, Audrey. So maybe there's another that can make that happen for you. <laughs> but imagine if we had a teammate that was located in Scotland, mm-hmm. and they were an integral part of our work day in and day out, and we saw them. And you're working with a hologram every day. Because you it's need that human It's not so far-fetched. Right. The point is, is that what does transportation look like? I think these next decade ahead, that what does transportation look like mm-hmm. is definitely interesting. I mean, even here in Pittsburgh, we're talking about a hyperloop. Whether that's real or not, we're talking about a hyperloop. If there's a right. hyperloop between here and Ch- Cleveland and Chicago and Columbus. That changes a lot. If you can get to Chicago in an hour, right? Yeah, but yeah. it could be that people leave Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Or people or coming into Pittsburgh. People come into Pittsburgh. Right. That's a two-way hyperloop, right? <laughs> right. People come into Pittsburgh, but they work in Chicago. Yeah. Well, that's why it's so exciting so to think as these, like? as these technologies happen. Those things so then, change work. So we only have like a minute left, but then how do we plan for that? I guess you really can't. You've you got to always be planning. You've well, got to always be self-correcting and looking, looking ahead of the market as far as you can in order to – Keep guiding. But you have to pay right? attention to data. Right. And okay. that's one of the things that, that is your I'm thing. passionate about. I know. Pay attention to the information. Understand what the lagging indicators are. Understand what is predictive and what is not. And use that to shape tomorrow. Very much so. Here's the cool thing is, Audrey, we can tell some of those stories right here on Tech Vibe Radio because a lot of Pittsburgh companies that are working on those very hard problems. And that's why we do the show is yes, to profile them and their good work. So, yeah, this is fun stuff. It's got my brain – thinking and i'm getting myself into a positive mood because yeah i think moving forward into 2020 and beyond is going to be pretty darn exciting especially when you think about just the last five years much less the next 10 that's coming so good stuff anyhow Audrey, we're taking a quick break we are coming back with a lot of tech vibe radios from the best and brightest companies the women and men behind these companies ready to talk to us right here tonight this is jonathan kirsting and this is audrey Rousseau. and we are from the pittsburgh technology council learn more about us at pghtech.org we absolutely, positively love helping tech companies succeed. That's what we do. Welcome back. You're listening to Tech Vibe Radio here on KDK. I'm Jonathan Kirsten with the Pittsburgh Technology Council. So glad you're hanging out with us tonight. Great, great night to learn all about all the cool stuff happening here in Pittsburgh's tech sector. I've got some 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 long-term returns to Tech Vibrary. It's been too long since I've been hanging out with our guys here from ITCNS. We have Mary Khan and Jacob Volman hanging out with us tonight. Guys, welcome back to the show. I think it's been probably a couple years since the last time you were on. How long has it been? Yeah, hey, Jonathan. It's been like, I think two years ago was the yeah, last time when we were here. Exactly. So I'm, I'm glad to have you back. Thank you. Thanks for having us. And you guys have been kicking butt and growing in Pittsburgh, which is exciting. And I know you're growing in other cities as well, too. Yeah, so. we try to do our best. Yeah, you guys... I'm telling you, you, need, you don't you don't take any any rests whatsoever. <laughs> so I'm glad to have you here. So really quickly, this is to start the uh, segment off. Give our listeners just a little overview, a little pitch up of what ITCNS is all about, and maybe a little bit about safety for data and the great product that you guys have. So we have talked about this like before when we are here two years ago, but we are Pittsburgh based. And we really love it here. I know. But originally from the Czech Republic. I had a feeling you weren't quite from Pittsburgh originally. Ah, (laughs) We're so glad you're here because we want Pittsburgh to be a place where anyone from around the world can come and build a company, right? I have just recently heard that if you are in Pittsburgh for more than two years, yeah. that you are Yinza. You are. You are. You, you actually. Been, yeah. We've been here five years. So. Oh, you're double Yinza then. <laughs> oh, we really love it. Particularly, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but originally mid-Europe, Czech Republic, small country. IT company with more than mm-hmm. 30 years of history. I know. That's what's kind of cool. You guys have some chops in this stuff, yeah. man. We are still family business, so okay. it's really neat. And what brought you to Pittsburgh? What was your idea saying, I'm coming to Pittsburgh to... to, to it was kind of coincidence. Yeah. Really? We actually started in Boston okay. as the part of Czech government-run startup incubator for the U.S. But over some business trips of one of our owner to Pittsburgh, he actually fell in love with Pittsburgh. So really? he decided to... This is where it's going to be. Yeah, to relocate the business to Pittsburgh. And he like sent us over here. He sent us over here? Yeah, there we are. <laughs> and there you are. And you're loving it five years later. Yeah. That's so cool. My son was born here, so ah, I love well, it here. You definitely are. And you said you're taking your kid to a child care, child care over in Sewickley. So, yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. you're a Pittsburgher. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. So what's, what, what's new and exciting with 
the company. Obviously, you've been growing. The product safety for data has really taken off. Where do we want to go? Yeah, it's like still our main focus, safety for data and data security in general. We recently opened the office in Atlanta, Georgia. Okay. We plan to open the office in Washington, D.C., because we have some relationships there. Yeah. It actually makes sense for us to establish the presence there. Very cool. Are you going to be toggling between all these cities? Uh, just, yeah. Well, we in Atlanta, we hired local people, and we definitely. plan to do pretty much the yep. same in, in D.C. area. So. Okay, very cool. And we plan to establish the company and open the office in Toronto, Canada. Wow, this is amazing. Uh, this is why I love hearing This is why it's kind of cool. I have you guys come back two years later. I remember you guys were just kind of like really getting your feet here in Pittsburgh at that yeah. time. And now I'm like, not only do you have your feet here in Pittsburgh, but I mean, you're expanding here you know, around the world at this point, which is just so, so cool. So, uh, so, so, so Jacob, what's, what's driving the growth? How, how come all these new cities? Well, we decided really to focus more on verticals where we see the most potential for us right now. It's okay. uh, healthcare, legal, fintech, and uh, really trying to be focused on like uh, this type of like East Coast area. Uh, so yeah, with with cybersecurity booming in in Atlanta, and uh, also more and more uh, important stuff going on in DC, we just decided that uh, these are perfect locations for us and the, the best fit. Very so, cool. So that's that's the main reason. So I mean, security is on everyone's mind these days. I mean, it's just amazing. Which obviously has to be driving so much of your growth, and you have a, a solution that obviously works so well. Can we talk a little bit about what's going on with, with safety for data and how it's really helping companies out? We just recently launched a new version. It was back this spring. Okay. We, based on the feedback from U.S. customers and business partners, mm -hmm. we somehow rethink the user interface, so we changed the user interface, and we were really focused on making it as easy to use as possible. You got to, right, because yeah. it's one of those deals where you can't make it complicated. So who's like a typical customer that, 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 that uses safety for data? Ah, that's a difficult question. So a little bit everyone can use it then, it right? It could be everyone. Yeah, like, okay, so it's not something where you get to be this, this gigantic organization to deploy, but yeah. you can be a small shop mm -hmm. we work, and deploy we, this. Yeah, we work... We even with, like, one-man show. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. And I think it's important that our listeners know that because, I mean, everybody is vulnerable to hacks these days. And actually, I think the smaller companies are probably even more targeted because yeah. they don't have the defenses. And they can be a gateway to a bigger company not even know that you're being yeah. hacked, right? Unfortunately, a lot of people still don't think about protecting data while in transit. Exactly. A lot of people secure their whatever laptops, desktops, their network, like company infrastructure, but they don't care what happened to their data when data leave their company, when they leave exactly. their devices. Right. And that's actually what we do. That's actually what safety for data. Yeah, well, tell us how that does. works. I think it's really cool how your solution works, the way everything that's being sent is, is encrypted. Yeah, we just basically provide end-to-end -end encryption for every single file that you want to send to someone one else to some other user right and we use several layers of security we start with fragmentation we use encryption we use pki infrastructure we send it over the https channel to microsoft azure infrastructure mm -hmm. so there are several layers of security that even like provides the compliant which means safety for data is gdpr hipaa iso that's saying yeah if you're if you're hipaa and gdpr and, yeah, then this stuff works. and actually helps our customers yeah. to become compliant with all those Absolutely. Jake, what were you going to say? Yeah, pretty much the same. Okay. That, like, not just that we are compliant, but we are also helping other organizations to become compliant. By using, by using your mm -hmm. setup, then, you exactly. can then become compliant yeah. because mm -hmm. you're on your network. 
that's transferring the data mm-hmm. as far as it goes. I think a lot of people you know don't realize that. I think people just take for granted. They think that when they're sending something. A file that oh no it's safe it's like no actually there are many yeah. many routes along the way where someone can see exactly what's going on there and, and pluck it. People just use email. Yeah, yeah. Like, just send it out and use email. And they still think that email is secure, but I mean it's even not. it's not secure enough, and like you really don't want to have your data exposed. So uh, it's really we always say that like majority of our like work is to educate people right. what can happen to their data and it's uh, especially with like small medium sized businesses that's uh Still the process right, right now. So how simple is it to actually to use your product? I'm pretty sure you can go to your site and you start downloading and it mm-hmm. starts working pretty fast. How does yeah. it work? Run us through the process real fast. Yeah, we really were focused on this to make it as easy to use. Right, because you were saying because the new version was to make it because simple. Over over past four or five years. So I can set it up, right? Yeah, in like five minutes. That's what I'm talking we about. We ran into many cases where people just weren't using the tools or they weren't following their company's cybersecurity policy right. because it was like too confusing. It was too difficult for them to understand to use. Mm-hmm. So it's just like simple click-through process, download it, install it, and within like 10 minutes you're ready to go. Really? So that then how do you know that it's working? Is there something telling you that, that you have safety for data behind the scenes, making sure all your stuff is, is encrypted? Yeah. It's that easy. I love it. Which obviously yeah. is why people are, are, are wanting to use this. Businesses are wanting to use this. It's driving your growth here. You're expanding to D.C. You're in Atlanta. You're, I, mean, I just love seeing the story of you guys coming here to Pittsburgh to grow. And that's what you're doing. And we really like it. Like the relationships here in Pittsburgh helped us a lot. That's what it's about. We have about. just recently started with working with LifeX. Tell us about that real fast. Yeah, definitely. We've been in touch with LifeX for like two years. Okay. On completely. Because I've seen you guys hanging out there. I'm yeah, like, what are those two dudes yeah. hanging out over at LifeX yeah. for now? I know. It was on completely different business. But just recently, we agreed and started this cooperation where we provide safety for data to their portfolio companies. That's a smart move on their behalf. Because we really think that's it's... Just, that's basic easy insurance right there. Yeah. We really think it's important to help startups and early stage companies to protect their intellectual property. Definitely. So people want to learn more about this. Where can they go and check you guys out? Just go to safetyfordata.com. That's with the numeral four, right? Yeah, that's Safetyfordata.com. And from there, you can just check it out. And follow us on social media where we share like a lot of interesting stuff. I was going to say, definitely follow you guys because you have some great information out there. That's just, it's, it's, it's scary. Don't get me wrong because there's, that's the world we live in, but that's, you educate yourself and you realize that there's some very simple, cost-effective solutions like safety for data that can really help you out and not I've, have to worry so much. I've just this morning shared a really scary post on my okay. LinkedIn profile. Yeah. So go there and find it because it's about healthcare and like what type of data of your healthcare data and where it actually sits. It's kind of scary. Ooh, okay. We'll have to do that. We're taking a quick break, guys. Thanks again. I really appreciate it. So happy to hear you guys succeeding here in Pittsburgh. It was great. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having us. Absolutely. Hey, we're taking a quick break. There's more Tech Vibe Radio coming right your way. This is Jonathan Kirsting. I'm with the Pittsburgh Technology Council. Learn more about us at pghtech.org. Follow us on Twitter at pghtech. It's absolutely positively 100% true. The Tech Vibe Radio machine is in full flight right now. Love doing the show, especially uh, on a Wednesday night here in Pittsburgh, bringing you the best and brightest of what's happening in Pittsburgh's tech sector. I've got got a really cool set of guests here in front of me, actually kind of like almost old friends and family in some ways. It feels like old times, doesn't doesn't it? it? Yeah. That was Dave Radin talking to me right there. And and Dave, you're no stranger to radio, no stranger to Tech Vibe Radio at that. And And to this station. And to this station and to the Pittsburgh's tech world. You're kind of like this 
this, this, this like guy that's been in and out of Pittsburgh's tech sector for probably what three decades now. I bet. Actually, it's in and in. It's in and in, but not as visible at other times. Right. Okay. Well, I'm trying to get you a little more visible or audible. <laughs> Thanks. Appreciate that. And back on KD. Hey. <laughs> exactly. After many shows. Absolutely. And and you you brought a, a, a business partner with yours. He's also a Pittsburgh Tech Council member as well. We have Shannon Gregg here as well. Shannon, thanks for hanging out with us today. Thank you so much for having me today. This is so fun. We love doing this. For us, it's so much fun to be able to kind of tell some cool stories and really what's shaking up Pittsburgh these days. And Which is a lot, right? Pittsburgh's so vibrant is. right now. It's why the show just keeps going. I'm, I'm always like, we're, we're never at a loss for content, thank goodness. Such so. a good problem to have. Yeah, so Shannon, quickly, give us your background a little bit. Tell our listeners a little bit about who you are and what you do. And we're going to get Dave's background a little bit, and we're going to start talking about some pretty important things today, which I'm pretty excited about, everything from an event series you guys are doing, all the way to a little merger of your two companies, and uh, heading out to CES uh, in about a week or so. Awesome. Well, I am Pittsburgh born and raised, yeah. so <laughs> the east side of Pittsburgh, I went to Woodland Hills, went on to Pitt, got my MBA at Point Park, and I'm working on my PhD at Point Park as well. Very cool. Thank you. So I she's am... Smart. <laughs> she's, like, she's pretty smart, Dave. we got to oh, get yeah. out of here. She's smart. <laughs> I don't know about Surround all yourself that, with the best, and that's what I do. <laughs> Here we are. So Pittsburgh, I love it. I try to do everything I can um, focused on what it is that we can do to make our town better, and that's how David and I got together, actually. I have been really focused on sales process, sales technology, salesforce.com, and David and I started working together when we decided we were going to merge our minds on how people can start to view sales as a process and yeah. not just an art. Ah, I like that. I like that because there is definitely a process to it, and you guys have that. So. You know, it's interesting because we, we see a lot of, especially in the tech industry, a lot of technical entrepreneurs who go out there and say, I'm going to go out and I'm going to hire a salesperson, and he'll <laughs> take me through revenue, growth, and all that other type of thing. Well, it doesn't work that way. No. You do need somebody who has that skill set or be able to build that skill set. And uh, Jonathan, you know that I've been working with Dale Carnegie for a long time. So in that role, we help people build that skills, that skill set. But what Shannon and I have been doing together has to do with the science of sales, how to put together the process and how to be able to go in through. So she's been doing a lot of stuff with, uh, first of all, let me, let me tell you that yeah. the people at Salesforce know her well. They keep calling on her to present with their, with their executives really? at their biggest events. And, and she fills the house and the people come out of there saying, Hey, I'm glad I made it there. It's just the, the greatest it. thing in the world. That's a glowing recommendation there, Dave. I love it, and that seems absolutely true. So, 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 so really, let's talk about this. It's coming up this quarter in January. It, it's this. It's this uh, building a scalable selling machine, which I, I, I like the sound of that. It sounds really cool. And uh, give us the key details on this, Shannon. What is this event all about? And and I also heard that you don't actually have to be at the event to attend it. You now have an interactive way of people that they, they can kind of go online and, and be part of this. So true. So this will be a brand new cohort that starts in the middle of January. Okay. We run the class on Tuesdays. The last time we ran it, you had to be in Pittsburgh, which was amazing because we got to see some phenomenal Pittsburgh companies and the things that they're doing. Yeah. But some of these Pittsburgh companies, their executives, their leaders, their sales leaders, they're traveling. So they've got national and international reach. So this time around, we are making it so that people can attend from wherever they are. So they do not have Very to have cool. their bums in seats. In no Pittsburgh. bums in seats as long as your laptop's open. That's exactly <laughs> Make sure right. your robe is closed, right? And, uh, 
<laughs> people do weird things when they're behind their laptops and uh, you know taking classes. So just make sure, like, hey, it's still a business event here. Come on. That's so true. You know what? <laughs> For them, cameras are optional. <laughs> there you go. It'll be really fun. So we really have taken this approach yeah. to say, sure, there's tons of sales skills training, negotiation training, overcoming objections. But David and I were approached by a few really amazing organizations okay. here in Pittsburgh who said, we're missing a little something here. Hmm, interesting. Yes. How can we inject the science to the art so that we can get predictable results through the data that we can get? And so David and I sat down and said, how can we knock our brains together and give something to people that allow them to evaluate their current sales strategy, their sales machine, their salespeople, understanding when salespeople will be impactful, how that affects their bottom line, their revenue and their results. And so that's what we're delivering in this masterclass is the ability to make those immediate decisions and then take them and continue to apply them in their organizations. Is this class like really useful for people at, at any scale or is this like, I mean, it could be like a three-person company that, that, that wants to kind of really get the art of this down so they can really build their company or is it for more seasoned and experienced Type individuals who that really is such a good question. This is amazing for people who are saying, I want to add more predictability to my sales. I want to understand how to use data to tune things up. So in the last cohort, we had a one-person organization and we had enterprises. Very cool. It's awesome. So it's important to note, though, that this particular session is aimed at the executives who are in charge of the revenue. In charge of the revenue. Okay. okay so right. it's it's all about the big picture, getting the right people, matching them, putting them in place, doing the leadership of them, the tools, the skills, the people, et cetera. Okay. Um, but um, we do have offerings for people who want to learn how to sell, but that's not what this is oriented right. towards. It's okay. not. We're not going to teach you how to go out there and sell. No. You already know how to do that, but you want to be able to really get into the nitty-gritty, really use the data as you're talking about and the analytics right. to make that, to put that process in there. Right, who, who need new tools, who want the models, those types of things, and who want to do it with sales best practices, yeah. which a lot of people have grown out of. The, so the savvy people know how to do it, but they've lost the habits or right. it's been a while since they used them or something to that. So how many parts to this and when does it begin and where can people go to learn more? Perfect. There are four modules. So okay. we're focused on four modules. There will be three sit-down sessions in Pittsburgh we have follow-up webinar classes in between, and then we have some bye weeks where people are doing work. So we're giving them the models uh, so that they can go so back and – homework involved. Here. There is homework involved. Okay. <laughs> you want to say where, where it's going to be when they go to the Pittsburgh piece? I yeah. am so excited to yeah. tell you. Yeah, where's me? You're one of the first to know. It's going to be at Catalyst Connections' brand-new building. Oh, any, ch- any chance to go down to Mill 19 is, like, so much fun. It's such, such a cool space. And, uh, yeah, Catalyst, I'm so happy they, they moved over there, and it's, it's a great space to be, so – me too. And I think it typifies Pittsburgh, doesn't it? It does. I mean, actually, I, we actually did a remote broadcast from there back when it first opened up. And my whole thought was it totally typifies Pittsburgh. It is literally like new Pittsburgh coming out of the old Pittsburgh when you see the steel superstructure that's still around and this new building inside of it. It's cool. So great place to be for that. It'll I be great so. as far as it is. It'll yeah. It'll be great fun. Yeah, it'll be really And they let's go there three times as well. So. so, Shannon, you're like super busy now. I mean, you're, you're leading up this event. You're getting your Ph.D., you're also going to uh, CES uh, yes. next week. What's up with that? I am so excited about yeah. CES. and <laughs> I'm so excited about it. Uh, when David and I started talking about it, I thought, can this really be true? Are we going to do this? Is this what we're going to do? So what are you doing out at CES? And this is, this is with your confirmed app side of the business here, right? Yeah, so a little bit of history on this okay. is for about, oh, I guess at this point it's about six or seven years, we've been working on some sales, con- some concepts for uh, a software as a service, a web service, if you will, right. with mobile applications that will help salespeople uh, 
prospect better. What we what we've determined is that scheduling is broken, and there are lots of tools out there that do scheduling, but they don't take the approach as well that different people have different scheduling needs. Okay. So we put together this concept we call a confirmed app, where you can. Depending upon what part of the organization you're in and what kind of organization, you have a different need for scheduling and you can do it differently. People so the, live and die by their schedules. It, it is. It's, it's one of the most important things right. we do. And so what we did was we said we're going to pick it apart. We've got a plan for virtually every part of the, the organization. The first announcement that we're going to be making at CES okay. is the sales piece. So okay. it's all about – doing a better job of getting that first meeting. And with the hundreds of people who have used the product so far, we're getting 14 to 25% increase in meeting acceptances from outreaches. So we know it works. Okay. And now we're going to go out and scale it. So we're making our official product announcement at CES. And we're doing it in a media slash press only soiree that very we're cool. attending that we've been inviting to invited to. So we're very, so you're, very you're heading to Vegas. That. I like to hear yeah. that. That's very soirees cool. Soirees in so Vegas. Cool. Soirees <laughs> in Vegas. Like this is kind of too fancy for me. I think. But I'm very. I mean, this seems like such a cool thing for you to both come together to combine your your knowledge and your resources and your expertise to to, to be a more powerful company all together. I mean, obviously between between the the, the, the product. And with the, the events that you're putting on, I mean, you guys are like a sales machine over here. <laughs> I mean, especially with the idea that you're putting some science behind all this, which to me is just very exciting. It, it's amazing. I think, you know, our friends in operations and finance and product management, they've been doing it and it's accepted. And I think sometimes when we say sales is a science, people say, oh, no, 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 sales is an art. But when David <laughs> and I came together and we had this really long conversation, we planned for an hour meeting. I think it stretched into about a week. And <laughs> yeah, I like that. It did. It's, you're right. We were there for a long time. That was over. Nice. one very, very big cup of coffee. Yes. <laughs> but I think we found, hey, this makes sense. We have very similar philosophies in terms okay. of you know predictable approach and then we're total data nerds. So data how do, nerds. <laughs> how do you use that? It's one thing with us seeing eye to eye on these things, but when she saw the product that we were developing and said, I want to be part of that, how do I become part of that? To me, that was, all right, now I got you the right got person. It. You need the mojo is there, right? And after working with her, it's just been absolutely fantastic so because cool. it, it, she is so credible. She uh, People understand what she's doing, and it, it really helps out. She's been spending most of her time with CRM and Salesforce and those types of applications. Now we're drawing her back out to the sales stuff she knows so well well in the process you know, she knows so well it's been fantastic so we got to tell our listeners before we break uh, where can people go to learn more about the event that's coming up so that would be at mmasters.com, double okay. M-A-S-T-E-R-S. And you can have – there's a lot of information there and about other courses that we do and right. about our consulting. Okay. And then for confirmed, yes. it's www.confirmedapp.com. And we've got a neat onboarding process for early adopters. If you click on the on the pricing and additions and then go to the, the I want a group or I want a team edition, we'll actually gotcha. talk to you about it and make sure that we fit the right one for you. It's not just an off-the-shelf type of thing. We'll really make sure that it fits your, your needs as, a, as an organization. Very cool. I can't thank you guys enough for stopping by. Shannon and Dave thank you, from Jonathan. Confirmed App. Thank you guys you. are the best. Congratulations on getting out there to Vegas. and the uh, So much going on, I can't say. It's great to have you guys here on the show to talk all about it. This is such an exciting time it really is we love it we thanks love it. hey we're taking a quick break we got a lot more tech vibe right in front of you this is jonathan kirsting with the pittsburgh technology council learn more about us at pghtech.org you're listening to tech vibe radio and this is jonathan kirsting from the pittsburgh technology council 
having way too much fun talking to, I swear, the coolest people that are really making Pittsburgh's tech sector just bang. And in turn, making Pittsburgh just a really cool city. Love being able to tell the stories of the women and the men that are out there shaking it and, and making things happen in our tech sector. And we're talking to one guy coming up that I'm really excited about. I mean, he, he's literally turning banking like on its ear and offering our, just a cool solution that I cannot wait for you to learn about. In fact, it's so cool that this guy and his company was a Tech 50 winner this year, which was just really exciting. And we have with us uh, in the house today with Honeycomb Credit, of course, we have George Cook with us. Man, thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks, Jonathan. It's great to be here. What was it like to be a winner this year? It, it was so validating. Uh, we, we were speaking earlier about just how intense the competition was. Some some really fantastic folks that were up there with us uh, nominated. And to to win that is is such a validation that that we're on to something, that we're, yeah. we're, we're finding a way to help small businesses. And you were in our new category for fintech this year, which That's was right. really yeah. cool. I think fintech is such an exciting category because you said many, many things in the financial world are kind of old school, and there's some really cool technologies that are disrupting it, and that's what Honeycomb Credit does. And to have you guys at Tech 50 this year was just awesome. And in case our listeners don't know, Tech 50, we do it every single year. This was our 22nd year doing Tech 50. And after 22 years, we still draw 750 people to the event. As you know, you were there. And it's, it's happening again next, next fall, and I hope to see you guys back up there again. We've had repeat winners. I'm just saying. You could be on that track, George. So, anyhow, quickly, give our, give our listeners the, uh, the old elevator pitch for what Honeycomb is all about, because I know you've got a great pitch, I think, that just succinctly puts down what you guys do, and then we're going to nerd out about how it is that you guys are really just kicking butt in the industry. Absolutely, yeah. So Honeycomb is a loan crowdfunding platform that lets locally owned small businesses borrow from their own customers in advance. So you can imagine it kind of looks and feels kind of like a Kickstarter or an Indiegogo. Exactly, right. Yeah, but instead of Jonathan putting in 100 bucks and, and getting a T-shirt, uh, Jonathan can actually invest 100 or or $1,000 in a locally owned small business that he loves. That's much better than a T-shirt. Yeah, right? You can, you can do some good in your community exactly. and earn a pretty competitive return while you're doing it. And where was the idea for this? Because, I mean, obviously something was going on in your mind. I know you have, you in your family line, you have some banking uh, going on there. So what was the idea to, to, to make this happen? Because I think it's just so unique. Yeah. So I, I, I'm a sixth generation community banker. Six generations. Wait, yeah. wait, wait. That's going back to like what, the 1820s or something like that? Uh, the bank was founded. We just had our 130 year Whoa, anniversary. Okay. Yeah. So we've been around banking for a little uh, bit. My family's I been. I would say uh, so. It's in the uh, blood. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and, and uh, you know, spent a lot time working for the family business in in community banking Uh, and ultimately was doing some financial services consulting and I saw that there was just this massive consolidation in the banking industry. Definitely. That the large national banks were buying the regional banks, the regional banks were buying the community banks and it just kind of hit me that there weren't a lot of community banks left like my family's bank. Right. Where a small business can go. Exactly. They know who you are because they're part of the community, right? That's exactly it. And so we, we saw that it was just getting harder for small businesses to get loans. And the players that were filling the, the gap, uh, Cabbage and OnDeck and Square Capital and you know, some of these really slick uh, technology plays, right. uh, they're coming in and offering a neat product, but they're charging an average of 94% interest. Whoa, back up. Wait, 
is that even legal? That, that, that seems like some sort of shark loan. It's, it's like, nuts. Oh, yeah. my goodness. It's incredibly expensive. It's like predatory debt. almost, yeah. right? And, and yeah, it's, it's interesting. The regulatory framework for, for small business lending is it's the Wild West. Apparently, if, yeah. if you can get it with 94% interest rates, yeah. I have a deal for you. It would be 92%. <laughs> Just sign with me. <laughs> right, exactly. And so I saw that there was this big disconnect. It was getting harder and more expensive for small businesses to get access to loans. I was in grad school, and I met my co-founder, who's actually a small business owner. Uh-huh. So he knows was, the pain firsthand, right? Exactly. He was living and breathing this stuff. Oh, how cool. You're coming from both sides of the equation here. I love this. That's exactly right. And so we put our heads together and we said, all right, how can we bring this community banking model back in a tech-enabled way? And so that's, uh, I love it. I love it. That's what it's all about. Put the tech into it. Yeah, exactly. So that's the genesis, building this crowdfunding platform. And how it. long ago was that? So we started the business. We've been in market about two years okay. right now. Yeah. yeah. How many folks have gone on the platform and have successfully raised the capital they need through through the platform? Yeah. So we've worked with about 50 small businesses at this point. Very cool. And very excited to announce we just uh, passed $1 million moving what? across the platform. Oh, that's awesome, man. A yeah. million bucks across the platform. So I feel like now like you definitely have that ball rolling. Like The momentum exactly. is yeah. now. you got it moving. The hardest part, getting it moving. Because I think as these things start to happen... People see how it works, and it starts spreading, right? Absolutely, yeah. Very, very cool. So, uh, so uh, typically, how much money do people raise um, in, 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 on the platform? Yeah, so our loans range from ten thousand dollars up to a hundred thousand dollars. Okay, uh, the average is about thirty-five or forty thousand okay. dollars. So, yeah. and, and, just, and like I said, it's, so small businesses are still the bread and butter of how we get stuff done. So if someone who wants to start a bike shop, someone who's starting maybe a restaurant, to that effect, is that, is that the typical type of uh, customer? Yeah, that you're exactly. Most of the businesses we're working with have some track record. Mm-hmm. Uh, so great example, Millie's Ice Cream. Everyone we loves, all know Millie's. Everyone yeah, loves Millie's Ice Cream. Very much you know, so. Growing, beloved local ice cream brand. Uh, they came to us. They were looking to, to buy this really cool old vintage ice cream truck. They needed about $50,000 to do it. Uh, so instead of going to a bank and you know paying some faceless banker in New York, they right. borrowed from their own customers, from their community members. That's so nice. So now that money's circulating back in the Pittsburgh economy. The business is growing. People are making money, and and people feel ownership. They take right. this pride. You know, that's my ice cream brand now. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Exactly. That's good. So you must be getting some awesome feedback from the people that are using the platform because it's probably building connections that they probably really helps with their marketing then moving forward because as they raise that money and they're in business, I mean, they got their built-in customers that are there and they're going to, exactly. if I got money in the company, I'm going to tell everyone, eat the Millie's ice cream. That's, that's, you know? that's right, yeah. And we're, we're turning customers into to super fans. Right? They, right. they have this emotional investment, a literal financial investment, right. but this emotional investment that well, comes Well, I mean, with it. at the end of the day, emotional investment is one thing, but if you're putting your money on, yeah. that's saying something completely else. Mm-hmm. Very, very cool. Very, very cool. So obviously, as you said, passing a million dollars on this. And people could wait, go to what, honeycombcredit.com? That's right, honeycombcredit.com. You can log on there and you can learn all the details or try to set your own your own campaign up as far as that is. Um, so how is this going to start scaling and growing? I, I, are you outside of Pittsburgh now? Are you into other, other, other regions as you're starting to spider out? Yeah, so we, we've been, as I mentioned, in Pittsburgh about two years. Uh, we launched in Cleveland about six months ago. And okay. so we're starting to build some momentum there, which is really exciting. Uh, and we just very recently launched in Detroit and Philadelphia. Really? Yeah. So we take a very community-minded approach to new markets. So right. we're hiring people on the ground in those markets. Right. Uh, people have to know the community in exactly. order to make this work, yeah. right? We don't want to just parachute in there and, and be another faceless financial institution. We really want to be a part of the community. Makes a lot of sense. Now tell me, so you went through, or are you still part of uh, Steelbridge uh, Labs? 
Yeah, so I remember seeing you hanging out there back in the day. I was just curious about your affiliation with those guys. Yeah, so Steelbridge is one of our investors. They're yeah. they're one of the thought leaders in financial technology here in Pittsburgh. That's all they invest in here in Pittsburgh. That's right. Yeah, and so uh, you know they saw that we were doing something really exciting in 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 financial services, and and they have a lot of industry knowledge there. So they they came on in our last round. Very and good. Have been very supportive. I had a feeling about that, <laughs> and we've had Jim Huchik on the show quite yeah. a few times. I just love what he's doing, and I love seeing the results of what he's doing because obviously. He's working with you guys. You yeah. guys are making it. You guys are now have your platform up and running. That, that's a, that's so cool. Yeah, yeah. No, they've been incredibly supportive, and and you know I think they're one of the folks, one of the players that are going to make Pittsburgh a fintech hub. Definitely, and they're actually one of the first in market here to just specialize within that, which I think is just super super cool. So let's talk about how people can get involved. Like, how simple is it for someone to say they have this idea, they want to go get it funded? Like, how, when is this platform right for somebody? Yeah, well, so, you know, we obviously are helping small businesses. So if you have a small business and you're looking to grow for a growth project that's ten dollars to $100,000, okay. uh, you've been around for a couple of years, and, and you're looking to, to turn your, your borrowing into, into a marketing campaign, then, you know, this is absolutely right. the right time to do it. Uh, the other side of the market, to me, is, is equally interesting. Right? Okay. Yeah. I, think, I think investing can be a really scary word. You think investing and you think uh, lots of dollars. Risk and all that kind yeah, of stuff. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And, and you're investing in uh, some company on the NASDAQ that you've never heard of before. Uh, we're trying to, to really take, take a lot of that anonymity and a lot of that fear out of, out of investing and make it much more accessible. So how can we let uh, anyone invest as little as $100 in locally owned businesses that they already know and love? That's cool. So you can start with like basically 100 bucks. So you can right. go on your site. You can see businesses. You might find one that's in your community and say, hey, I like that place. Exactly. I want to be yeah. part of this. And then you can put your 100 bucks in. That's right. Right, and then what does that hundred bucks get you then? How, how what happens then with that hundred bucks? Yeah, so with that hundred dollar investment, uh, our, our average interest rates are between six and fourteen percent. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are fully amortized. Not ninety four percent. Not ninety four percent. So you, you can invest that hundred dollars, and and you can earn up to fourteen percent annually on that money. Wow. I think I got to try this out. You, you should. I could. You got to diversify, right? Absolutely. Come on, yeah. It's like try this out. Very cool. So, so basically on Honeycomb, then, you can actually go through and see the companies that are out there that are looking to raise at any point in time. They're all listed. And, That's right, and yeah. Through it. Everyone has a campaign page. They have okay. a video explaining what they're doing. Right, so you can learn about the cause and see what the money's going to go yeah, towards. Yeah, and you can, you can dig into the financials a little bit, too, and understand the health of the business and okay. understand what you're investing in. I wish I would have invested in Millie's. I probably would have gotten some money back by now. <laughs> I think I would have paid myself with all the ice cream I eat there. <laughs> That's so cool. That is so, so cool. So, um, so, so, so obviously, I wasn't even thinking from the standpoint, let's get people out there to go and find companies and invest. So if I am a company, how long does it, does it typically take to build the campaign and make the video, get it out there, get the money? Yeah, go yeah. through the cycle of life there. So from first conversation to money in the bank can be anywhere from two to three months. So, Not bad. Uh, yeah, we, we, we'll have a conversation. We'll, we'll do some due diligence, make sure that the, the business has a sound plan. We'll look at their past financials. Uh, once they, we get past that step, we'll work with them to build their campaign page. We'll, we'll help them find someone to shoot the video. Oh, that's uh, cool. So you got the resources so you can make sure you have a, a successful campaign. That's exactly right, yeah. So we have a customer success team that, that walks the business owners through every step of the process. There's no fuss. No must. So we've got a minute or so left. You must be freaking out the traditional lending institutions a little bit as they're learning about it. They're probably going like, ha, ha, ha. But you're going like, ha, 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 right? Because I'm assuming they, they got to see that this is, this is working and that the times are changing a bit. 
Well, yeah, you know, I think we we often view banks as partners, not competitors. Okay. Uh, banks are really focused on how do we do that million dollar loan? There we're, you go. We're doing the fifty thousand dollar loans. We're building the pipeline for the banks for them to get to the the bigger side. That's exactly right. So we're we're, cool. we're looking for partnerships with traditional. I like lenders. the way you think. I get competitive. <laughs> see, <laughs> I get competitive. I just love it when I see somebody shaking something up and putting a whole new slant to it and helping other companies grow. That's just a win 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 all the way around, George. And I'm so glad you got to hang out and talk with us. Yeah, so appreciate the time. Yeah. So honeycombcredit.com. That's it, honeycombcredit.com. I'm so glad we got to talk to you. Great, great stuff. Hey, this is Jonathan Kirsten with the Pittsburgh Tech Council, bringing you Tech Vibe Radio. Keep coming back every Wednesday night for all these awesome stories about Pittsburgh's tech sector. Learn more about the Tech Council at pghtech.org. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t